verse number 20. 1 John chapter number 3, verse number 20. I'm almost reluctant even somewhat to mention this, but I feel compelled to, so just let me share it with you again. We can, any person here, can draw closer to God with just one simple And I don't think I have to tell you what that act is. Sunday school, if you really want something from Sunday school, get on the front row, not the back row. You know, something at church, get on the front row, not on the back. And I promise you, the more we move towards, it's, and I'm not sure I know why that is, but I've watched it, and... Mom and Dad, love you, love your kids. But if we ever capture the heart of the kids, we got to get them off this back road. All right? 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. Stand together. Listen to what the Word of God says. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is a commandment that we should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. And he that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in Him, and He in Him. And hereby we know that He abideth in us by the Spirit which He hath given us. Confident praying. Our series is Confidence Under Construction. Tonight, as we look in, the, as we close chapter three, let's talk about confident praying, asking God, believing God that when we pray, that He does in fact answer. All right, let's go to the throne of grace. Matthew, how about you praying? Amen. Be seated. I, I did the message last week, and of course I didn't preach it up. We pulled this other thing. And, and uh, one of the, and as I looked at it, I just, God just kind of changed my whole heart about the message. A Sunday school teacher was struggling with opening a combination lock on a supply cabinet. She forgot the combination finally and she went to the pastor and asked if he could help. The pastor came to the room and began to turn the dial. And after two numbers, he paused and stood blankly for a moment. Finally, he serenely looked, turned his face toward heaven. His lips moved slightly. Then he looked back at the lock and turned the final number. The lock opened. The teacher said, Pastor, I'm, I'm amazed at, at your faith, how you can pray and get answers like that. 
the pastor, the pastor replied, oh, it's nothing. The number's on a piece of tape on the ceiling. A little boy was praying, Dear God, Aunt Harriet hasn't got married, Uncle Herbert hasn't any work, and Daddy's hair is still falling out. Now I'm getting, I'm getting tired of praying without results. I love that. First John begins to, to teach us about the secret to effective, confident praying. And verse 22 just jumped off the page today. And whatsoever we ask, man, what a statement. We receive of Him. God intended for our prayers to be answered. And I mean, He intends and He means for us that we could ask anything and receive the things which we ask. Yet if we were honest, many times we don't get the answer to our prayers. What's even sadder is we don't expect to get the answers to our prayers. The Muslim, if you ask the Muslim, do you pray? His answer will be, yes sir, five times a day. Do you believe you'll get the answer? Do you believe it works? His answer will be yes every time. So as we think about John here, as he's coming and he's telling us about the secret now, we need to understand something very, very quickly. All through the book of John, the gospel of John's about being saved by the grace of God. But the, the first John is about knowing, assurance, confidence, being settled, knowing that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It has been a confidence that says no matter what takes place around me, I know in whom I have believed, Paul said, and I'm persuaded he's able to care for that which I've given to him. So it is an assurance that God has. Now, nothing gives more assurance of what we have than the ability to pray and get the answer. I don't know where you're at tonight in your prayer life. I don't know what your opinion of praying is. But I tell you this much. I have prayed enough and know enough about it to know it works. It works. Now you say, preacher, I don't know if I believe that. That change still works. I'm glad what people think about it or people's opinion or if someone wrote a comment doesn't change the fact that I believe praying works. Matter of fact, I, not only do I believe it, but I know it to be a fact. Now, the great challenge to that is this, is that praying doesn't, because here in this passage and all this, all this time through the book of 1 John, he gives you this test. Uh, I, I put them in your notes. If you had the notes from last week, you've got them. About companionship chest, uh, test, uh, the command test, if you keep his commandments, and, and uh, all, all of these kind of tests. But here's one that perhaps becomes the greatest test of our ability to get prayer answered. So let's look at what he said. First of all, 
He said that we are to pray with a clean heart. We've got to complain. If our heart condemn us. Now, if I had to give you a word that all of us would understand and relate to this almost immediately, it would be conscience. This is the conscience test. That, that conscience is that internal courtroom, if you will, of our soul. And if I had to give you, and the Bible says that if our heart condemn us, that conscience, that, that we know that's not right. Psalmist said in Psalm 66, 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Iniquity is not sin. Iniquity is the permission you've already given yourself to sin. Well, I, I have to do this because... Uh, I have to do this because you've already given yourself permission. And the Bible says... God's not going to hear you. I was working on this this evening. Elijah comes up and he said, um, so, and, and he was standing on my shoulder. I wasn't paying no attention. He was, he said, so, if we sin, God won't hear us when we pray. I said, yes, sir, that's right. He said, really? I said, really? He said, no exceptions. No exceptions. Why do we need him really bad? I said, no exceptions. And I love that. The word regard simply means to see, to speak of that which is present. It's what the psalmist is saying, that if the Lord sees sin in our hearts, He's not going to answer our prayer. Prophet Isaiah said it this way, Isaiah 59, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that He cannot save, neither is His ear heavy, that He cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you, that He will not hear. The word condemn means to note against, to find fault with. God simply says this, God says, if you want to pray, if you want to pray confidently, then the first thing you got to do is you got to have a clean heart. My heart condemns us. God said, I won't hear you. So we find here, God says this. God says, there has to be a dealing. God deals with our sin. Warren Wiersbe said it this way. He said, it is an, an accusing conscience. Uh, it's, it's been, it's been months now. Been months now. And, um, a young lady, uh, walked in my office. Been, I mean, so long time ago. Walked in my office and just without a word, just bust out crying. And I, and my first thought was, God help, God help her. God help her. There was something in her conscience that bothered her. And she needed to deal with that. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, when we in his book said, meet your conscience. Has the idea of that inner man of the courtroom. Uh, 
as a judge sitting on a bench and the judge is also the witness and the jury. And, and all of a sudden when there's sin there, he comes along and he says, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. If you're saved by the grace of God, can I say, how many of you have, have you, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt you're saved by God's grace? Wait, hallelujah, isn't it good to be saved? How many of you know when you do wrong, God deals with you? Amen. Why is your britches off? Don't you see folks do stuff and you say, how in God's name they do that? I mean... You know, why has God whipped me like a bit? I mean, uh, uh, I'm going to quit saying some things, amen? Because uh, somebody might have red hair, you know? And uh, I'm, I'm working on that. You pray for me. And uh, I'm, I'm praying, I'm, I'm asking God to help some of my metaphors, all right? You know, my grandmother, she used to have some of the, some. I, she used to say, uh, man, I felt worse than the devil before daylight. Amen? And uh, and so I thought I was just using them anyway. <laughs> Ain't got a thing to do with the message. But I, I, I thought, my, my, my goodness, if, there, if there's sin there, then God, if you're going to judge me, the Bible says you're going to respect a person, then the Holy Ghost to God that says our conscience will begin to deal with us. The Holy Ghost to God begins to move. It's that inner courtroom. And now the Bible is very clear. We can shove the Holy Ghost of God away so much that we sear that conscience. Word seared means it's like a, a, a surgeon that has a knife that, and they use them now as when they go to cut, it burns and seals it so it reduces the bleeding. It's called, it sears, it's searing off the blood vessels. God says you can push away the Holy Ghost enough on any matter till He'll seal that conscience to where it won't bother you no more. And, there's some, and a lot of folks today have a seared conscience. I, I want you to be careful about that. I, I'm not going to go much further than that other than say, man, that's being close to that reprobate mind, that unchangeable mind. So that's a bad place to be. But then that same judge... And lawyer and all that is one that when something's right in our life, said, well, that's good, that's good, amen. Doesn't accuse, it approves. So, but it does the same thing when we're wrong. God has put something in us. Uh, I get in trouble every time I say this. Every single time I do it, so I'm going to get in trouble again. Your puppy dog don't have a conscience. I had a dear lady one time say, please don't tell me my dog didn't go to heaven. And I said, okay, I won't tell you. <laughs> but I'm telling her, her dog didn't go to heaven. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I said, hallelujah! <laughs> anyway, uh, but it doesn't have a conscience. Animal, the animal kingdoms doesn't have a conscience. They have an instinct. That's what God gave them. Give them an instinct, not a conscience. God put, breathed into man the breath of life. Man become a living soul. Part of that living soul that God breathed into man was a conscience. It is a conscience. 
So we need to understand that, praise God, God has given us a conscience. It's one of the ways that God deals with our sin. And God has made our heart very sensitive to sin. When our heart condemns us. When our heart condemns us. I went to a service once and I was going to get these plaques and, and that's all I went for. I didn't care nothing about preaching. I went for the plaques. Little, little things I went to get. And the man said, well, I'll give them to you after preaching. You are standing for preaching, ain't you? Well, I guess I am now. If you're going to give them to me now, I guess I have to. Don't boo, me, don't boo this out. I'll sit on the back row. He preached on where fell it. Where fell it? Where fell your tears, your burden, your prayer life, your Bible reading? Preached on where that axe head went and fell when they was chopping the wood. Man, did God just wire me out. And I thought, if you get done, I'll go to the altar and get right. That, my heart condemned me. He didn't know me. He didn't know nothing about me. He didn't know anything about my life. He knew nothing, but my heart condemned me. Not only does God deal with our sins, but notice God's discernment of our sins. God says, if our heart condemns us, He knows that. But notice, God is greater, is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Here's what God says. God says, God's greater than our heart. He knows all things. It's possible for our hearts to get calloused and cold towards sin. But God said, I, I know what's at. I know what it is. He knows every, he knows our hearts through and through. He knows when there's sin in our heart. He knows every sin we commit. Psalmist 139, 2 through 4 says this, Thou knowest my down sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. You realize while you're sitting here, God knows what you're thinking. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. We need to understand that there's never a time cover of darkness never hides anything from the eyes of God. When it comes to having an effective, uh, a confident praying, God says that we've got to have a clean heart. That's where we've got to start. And the more we, when we come to God and we pray and, and, and we just won't deal with that thing, then, then I'm telling you, we, we stop right there. In our growth, we stop there. In going anywhere with God, we stop right there until that is dealt with. He will not move on. And we got He don't have to. I'm, I said this Sunday. I'm glad God chose, chooses to use earthen vessels and faucets. He don't have to. 
You need to understand that. He don't have to. Second, praying with confident, a confident heart. Another great secret is this, is if my heart doesn't condemn me. Notice what he said. But if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. Now, then he moves right and whatsoever. Those two should not be read as two separate verses. They need to be read together. The word and ties them together. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God and whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Here's what He's saying. God says, listen, if your heart's not going to, not condemning you because you dealt with any sin that comes along, He said, let me give you a great sin. He said, I'm going to give you great confidence when you go to pray. When you pray, you will know God hears and answers your prayers. Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. The writer's talking about how we must pray with confidence. It has the ideal of God increasing our faith. James 1, 6, And let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For in that waver is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Matthew 21, 22, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. God said that if our hearts don't condemn us, if our hearts don't condemn we've checked our hearts out, man, our hearts is clean, then tonight we can boldly, boldly come to the throne of God and ask whatsoever we will. And believe he will answer that question, that prayer. Mark eleven twenty four. Listen to what he's saying. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Whoa. Um, goodness, what what do you need? What do you need? One of our greatest challenges in praying is this. And you can do one of these numbers right in front of you so nobody else sees it but me, and it'll be okay. How many of you come to God and ask Him for something, but then while you're praying, you know how it ought to be done? I'm a master at this. I, I'm a master telling God how he ought to do his business. I'm an absolute... I mean, I, I just don't know if anybody gets much better at it than I do. I mean, I, I prayed more times than I could tell you about. And while I'm praying, I'm thinking about how God should do this. And oh, what a grand day when you realize... Because 99.9.9.9% God's not going to do it your way. He will answer the prayer. He will answer the prayer. I believe every prayer when my heart's being right, when my heart's being right, 
Every prayer I prayed, God has answered. I love this. Uh, uh, Billy Graham's wife, someone asked her if every prayer she had prayed, God answered. She said, no. Uh, she said, no, and I'm glad he didn't. Or I would have married the wrong man. Some of you prayed that prayer. You made the wrong person anyway. <laughs> Amen. Lord help you. So we find that all of a sudden, this thing of praying, it's not high-level begging. It's not manipulating anything. It is going to a God that knows all things. All things. How many times have we prayed this? Again, it'd be all right if you want to do one of these. It's okay. Nobody else will sit but just me. How many times have we prayed? God, if you don't do it, there's no other way. And all the time there was a way. You just didn't want to do it that way. You didn't want that, that, that method. You didn't want that. There was a way. God had made a way. You just didn't want that way to be done. You want another way. So we go to God and say, God, there's no other way. And all of a sudden, God says to your heart, mm, here, here's a way. You'll be amazed how many, how many times I, <laughs> we've heard that down through the years. Well, I tell you what, troopers, if you don't, if you don't, don't do something, they'll cut my pie off and throw me out of my house today. I said, well, listen, I can't do it today. It's amazing. They're still, they still got pie and they're still in the house. It's amazing. It's amazing. We pray confidently. We come to God with a clean heart and a confident heart. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. This word confidence, John said, has the ideal of, of outspoken, bold in speech. It means I can go to God and ask Him for anything. It, it has been amazing. Uh, it, it's amazing how God does things. I, I'll share just one because I've been really wanting to share it. Um, I had a family call and I went to see them and they had no truck. And I'd been praying for God to give me an old truck to go on the mountain and um, that mountain's rough on the car and stuff. And that, the mountain in my driving is rough on the car. And so uh, I said, God, I, I sure need a truck. So I found this uh, old tr- uh, a truck. And um wasn't going to buy it. It's pretty rough. And, and, um, but, but never forget, this little old family man, just, it just really broke my heart. And so anyway, I, I bought the truck. Very good price. And um, guy down the road. I had several, two or three years ago, I was able to buy a little lot of land right beside my house. And, and I've had one man who won't... Uh, $7,000 to clear it. Another man wanted $5,000 to clear it. I said, man, I didn't give it $1,500 for the land. Goodness. And I didn't think I could get that much out of Connie, my firstborn. So I'm not doing that. And anyway, 
I, I woke up one day. I said, you know, Lord, now there's no doubt you've made a way for me to, to, to have this land. I had, I had tried for 20, probably 20 years. God, I know that you, that you made a way for me to have this land. Now, Lord, it needs to be cleared. He looks awful. He looks awful. And Michael come up and said, Preacher, um, what do you think about me coming around clearing that land? I said, Man, I, I thought you didn't know how to do anything but drive a truck. <laughs> so he come over there and it, it helped him and came out of the house. Maybe he was driving him crazy and, you know, just take it out of the house. And, and he cleared that land. And I said, okay, well, what are you? He said, well, what about the truck? I said, okay. And I, and, and I, I didn't even think about it until I woke up one day, and it's all clear. And I said, whoa, <laughs> whoa, God, you answered the prayer. You said, that's just, that could just, not the way I thought it would be. I would have never thought about him. I, I would have never thought about that. What I want you to get a hold of is not the story, is the fact that if you've got a clean heart, you can ask God for anything. Just don't box him in on how he wants to do it. Don't put a box around him. He's got to do it the way you think he should. God's rarely done everything the way that... Not only those... Not, and, and we find in this text there was the boldness in His approach. If my heart's condemning me, I, I can't approach God boldly. Because I'd be ashamed. Amen? There's sin in your life. It's hard to go to God and ask Him for anything. But He said, there's boldness in asking if I, my heart's right. Ephesians 3.20 Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. How many believe that? We don't have to fear asking God something he can't do. So, number one, we've got to pray with a clean heart. Number two, we've got to pray with a confident heart. Then last of all, praying with a committed heart. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him. Notice because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Now, don't order. We have a clean heart and a confident heart. It will lead, because God will answer your prayer it will lead you to have a committed heart. Why, you'll want to keep His commandments. You'll want to do those things that please Him. Because, praise God, He answers prayers. I, I was... And I... Some of these... Uh, I pity pastors that never visit. Or never, never visit. Because some of the greatest things that's happened in me in my life have been in just making an ordinary, when I say an ordinary visit, 
someone in the church, ordinary visit. Man come down the hallway. He looked at me. He said, are you a preacher? I said, I'm trying to be. He said, come me. Turn around. We walked straight into the intensive care. He didn't pick up the phone and ask nothing. He walked straight in. He walked beside his wife. He said, he looked at me and said, they tell me my wife is dying. I need you to pray for her. Took his hat off and we prayed. Two days later, I seen him in the hallway. He come up and said, hey, preacher, they're moving right in intensive care today. Well, I thought, mm, now, let me stop right there. I remember years ago, I got up one morning, I was going to hurry to the hospital, and I went in, and, and they come out, and they said, Pastor, you got five minutes with him. He's going to have a triple bypass and a valve put in. My heart was no more right with God and nothing. Being very honest. You know what I did? I said, God, if you give him mercy, if you'll just give him mercy, when he gets out, my heart's right. I'll witness to him. And when he got out, I did. And led him to the Lord. But I never forgot that day. I never forgot that day. So when we come and we pray with a committed heart, the word keep means to guard from loss or injury. And, and the Bible, 1 John 3, 23, this is His commandment. We should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. And, and He gave us commandment. What we find as he, as he comes, the commandments defined is twofold. First, speaks of a commandment Godward. That we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. Command Godward. Second, it's a command manward. We're to love one another. Now you begin to understand why God keeps over and over and over saying love one another. It will may very well determine your prayer's been answered or not. It's a command upward, God, and this way. And if this ain't right, this will never be right. And if this ain't right, this is impossibility to ever be right. All right? So there's a commandment displayed. Obedience is seen. Amen. Verse number 24. He that keepeth this commandment dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. Let me give you eight things that hinder our prayers. I'm just going to read them. And uh, if you'd like a list of them, I'll give them to you later. Number one, not praying in, the, in Jesus' name. John 14, 14. If you should ask anything in my name, I will do it. Number two, not it will be done. God has a will. And this is the confidence we have in Him that we ask anything according to His will. He heareth us. Making a pretense in prayer. When thou prayest, enter thy closet. When thou shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Praying half-heartedly. Jeremiah 29, 12. You shall call unto me, and you shall go out and pray unto me, and I will hearken to you. You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Number five, issues not dealt with in the family. Listen. 
Likewise, your husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel. It's been heirs together of the grace of life. Listen, that your prayers be not hindered. Number six, unconfessed sin. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord not hear me. Proverbs 28 9. Uh, praying with an angry spirit. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Prayers, now I, I, some of you are going to get all sideways here. Prayers of the unsaved are not heard with the exception of one. Now we know that the Lord, that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. the Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Only prayer that God hears of a lost individual is God be merciful to me, a sinner. And, uh, well, that challenges because a lot of folks believe that because even though they're not saved, that God hears them. So tonight, how's your prayer life? Pray with it. Praying confidently. Pray with a clean heart. All right, pray with a clean heart. Pray with a confident heart. Praying with a committed heart. How is your praying? That's all standard.